West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 24th of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan this week, Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. It is Wednesday evening once again. Our thanks there to John Harold for a wonderful evening of fine music. And John, if we had only more like him indeed, John does a lot of programs, very reliable indeed. And he knows his stuff in music as well. Tonight I'm joined by Liam Galvin and I had an extra man that he tried out in the, in the week before last, I think, tried out as well. We must get no subs, I think. And Liam Galvin, uh, Fine Gael Councillor, based in Abbeyfield, and he's from the electrical area. Municipal district, I to call it, of Newcastle West and Abbeyfield areas. Tom Ryan is usually late, so we'd expect him to arrive shortly. And wishing a safe journey, and he's driving all the way. It comes quite a long journey every Wednesday night. And Liam, we were talking there about the use of cash. Those that have it and others are looking for it. Um, the, the older people and the matches now the GA kind of put their foot in there last year trying to tell people that you can't go into any kind of a match even local matches except you book it online and all this kind of stuff a lot of people got disgusted and turned away not to bother even myself now if I feel like going to a match of an evening I'm not into that stuff either just don't bother going Absolutely, Pat, and I find it difficult myself. Yeah. Anytime you go to these gates and you have, you have to buy those tickets online. But look, funny enough, and I have been asking a good few about about, um, about the cashless system. And you know, you were surprised that there are very mixed views out there. For the elderly people, I do see exactly what's happening. You know, the, yes, they do find it difficult to, to go online and, and, and to go into the shops and the public houses or the matches or to use the cashless system like the card. But I suppose um, speaking to the business people, I, I, I firmly believe a lot of the business people are quite happy with the cashless system because it takes away the element of of, um, of theft within their organisations, um, and it's it's more see through. For example, you know, if you go to any of the sporting venues there, where where if it's a cashless system and you have to do it online, and and, and that's you know, it's very transparent. You know exactly how many people have paid to get in there, um, and that. But look, I do see where, where, where um, the other people are having difficulties. And quite frankly, I was in the premises there, and I spoke to just beforehand, you know, and I sat at, you know, a counter having a bite tea with good friends of mine for two and a half hour period, we had a bite tea and that. And um, not one cash transaction did I see, Tom, over, over the counter. It was all younger generation paying by card, and if that wasn't bad enough, they're even paying by mobile phone now. So, look, I suppose, you know, we are to move on with the times, but definitely we need to cater for the elderly people that haven't got the facilities and haven't got the computer savvy to, to, to go along with it. But I'm delighted to, 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 you know, to see today that the government are going um, 
building legislation or implementing legislation where businesses are going to have to continue catering for that because we need to look after the elderly because the elderly have been, I suppose, most affected over the last number of years with, with technology. Tom, you, you have no cash, of course, for being... <laughs> we discussed here in the past time about the older people and trying to impose this cashless society was the end thing. Now, there's a bit of a kickback in it now when the government moved something there today. I believe that, that, that the banks have to provide so many cash machines and also that a certain number of category of trading retailers have also to accept cash. Well, Pat, you know, uh, and Liam, uh, Happy New Year to you, Liam. Same um, I want to, you know, to say about it was that, uh, you know, I'm, I was glad to hear Mike McGrath this morning, actually. He was in Morning Island and he was talking about uh, being in legislation to ensure that the banks and the businesses would accept cash because whatever about age, whether you're young or old, I think that uh, it would be a very, very sad day that people couldn't actually you know, buy and use cash, like, for their ordinary transactions. I know, as we know that we move into times, we're in very, very different times now, but at the same time, there are a lot of people, including myself, who haven't a clue about these new systems that they have for, you see, you see flash and watches, and, you know, you would know that you'll be on probably nail varnish next, you know, that you'll be at the pass office cash, you know. But I, I, I still think that um, that it was a, it was a good move. It was a move. It's, I think it's about time, really, and maybe they'll begin to listen now to, to simple. That I learned. So we'll go to an ad break, folks. We'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 24th of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11 pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan this week, Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You have that appeal going out there. And Tom Ryan said he thought we were in big money. And just to clarify once again, <clears throat> when I got involved in the chairman of this radio station four years ago, there was an eviction notice hanging over. There was quite a lot of debts in different institutions, different companies were out money. And the total involved at that time was 360000 of a debt. Last year, in the course of last year, that debt had come down to 76,000. So we had a number of meetings with that particular person who claimed to was all that amount of money. And we came up with a settlement and part of that agreement was that the final payment of that debt, which would give us a clean sheet literally, 
was to be paid by the end of January, which is 18,500 due to be paid by the end of January. And our bank account says that we've got 10,000 at the present time and you have the daily running, monthly running of the station itself, which costs in the region 4,000 per month. And you have an income which is something close enough to that, depending on the advertising. So that left shortfall of literally in the region of eight to 10,000 or 11,000, depending which bills were paid when. There's a lot of bills, there's a lot of running costs, and it does cost in the region 4,000 per month. And we were not in a position to get grants and various grants that can be available while you owe money. So that was the big problem with this radio station over, over many, many years. They had seven people employed in the early years and they were paid and when all was said and done and gone, and they're gone as well, that huge debt was left with the station. As I said, when I came in, that's what was facing us at that time, just touch and go whether the station would continue or which way it would go. So we have worked hard and we appreciate the support of all the different people in the community and various fundraisers which has brought us that situation. Therefore, uh, last week we felt that we had no choice only to go public and set up to go fund me page which is easy to click into, and also that appeal which says people who are not able to use the GoFundMe system, which might be a little bit complicated for the older people, might know how to work it, that people can send in donations. And we very much appreciate the donations so far. Uh, we would like if it was higher, it is just slightly short of 3,000 today. To date, we have received, uh, through the GoFundMe page and donations from two people give 500 each, and quite a few people have given 100, and quite a few 50s, and there are various other sums in between the line. We have also purchased a new outside broadcasting van unit in recent months, which is now ready and insured because folks, and you might as well know, there's no point in we keeping it to ourselves. And we will again once appeal that those who can afford to give us a donation, as I said, we've got two at 500, a few at 100, and we really appreciate even the fivers and the tenors and the twenties are very much appreciated because it's nice to see it ticking up. That's it, gentlemen. So ask me any question. We hold no secrets in this house, as no. Tom Ryan and myself, for many no. years. We're all outspoken. We don't keep anything back. Absolutely, Pat. Look, and if I can just throw my shoulders to wheel behind what you're just after saying there and just appeal to the people out there, I suppose, that are listening, and maybe to the people that are listening, they might convey the message to the people that aren't listening. That's the important you know, thing, really, um, yeah. If we can spread the word. Mm -hmm. And look, you mentioned figures of 100 and 500. The fivers and the tenors are, are, are very important. important. Yeah. If we can get very enough important. of the fivers and the tenors, yeah. you know, this radio show, and maybe through a direct debit or through um, pass it on to someone that's working within the radio station or someone that you know that might have a connection to the radio station, we will certainly pass on the funds. But just to say to the people there, there are... You know, they are running costs, you know, quite rightly set up in four and a half thousand, maybe close to five thousand some, some months, where we've heating, lighting, 
And we haven't even mentioned, you know, mentioned maintenance um, and the upgrade of of, of, of system. Meals, so, rights, all kinds of things. Yeah? Just add to, uh, um, um, Pat, if I may, and, and, and to appeal to the people out there, if they can afford a few bob there, whether it's through direct debit or dropping in the door of the office or whatever way it is paid, to hand it to ourselves, even anyone of us here, Tom Ryan, I'm sure, will we'll drop whatever money he collects on myself, if that's the case. And particularly back west. If we can appeal to the people, you know, back farther west um, to try and get on board there and whatever contribution they'll make, we'll keep this radio station open because I think it's important for, for the locality, it's important for the, it's a community radio and it gives the views and the news of what's going on locally and I think it's very, and, you know, I think it's very important. Just before we went to Tom there, I've been at visited different stations and I was down in Kilkenny there, there's a first for myself and uh, Nicky Brennan there in this week's uh, weekly observer. And Nicky, that he's involved with the community radio in Kilkenny City. Now, Kilkenny City can get good funding from the advertising because they have a lot of business in Kilkenny. Whereas here in Stemmick, we haven't that many big companies that will spend money in advertising, so we're kind of hands tied. And they are state-of-the-art. They bought a Spanu outside broadcast June advance for 80000 So the different radio, Cape Midwest, again, financially very strong. And as I've said to Jerome Scanlon and I've said to Liam Galvin tonight, they have wonderful equipment, are up to date and everything like that as well. And they have free... Uh, free rent on the building which is supplied by Tipperary County Council. We don't have that. We, we get very little from Limerick County Council in actual fact and we do it thank and appreciate Liam Galvin who has given a donation of his own fund recently the County Council Fund and also a number of other councillors and there's others that haven't given anything yet so therefore we won't name beyond that line but hopefully that they might come up as well but in the case of Tipperary Midwest and those stations, they have a good pool to get advertising from. Their, their setups are absolutely state-of-the-art, and I would hope that this station should get back up there rather than for the past, literally since the day it opened, nearly it is in debt and struggling and struggling, and you really can't go forward if your feet are stuck in the muck. So there is an all-out attempt now to go one way or go the other way. Tom? Well, Pat, I have to just uh, add my support to Liam and yourself for people to support the station because, first of all, Pat, it's a wonderful uh, item to have in West Limerick that you have a community radio station you have you have you go the vocal output there you have a very 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 brilliant staff here like who run brilliant programs every day of the week all day and into the night and uh, you have done a great job yourself in in supporting and, and, and directing the station and of course we will have our detractors and everything else but for to be without the support that's there you know is is very very difficult and like any business and a lot of people like farming and our business people are all faced with big outlets big insurances and energy costs and all that but here you're working with volunteers so it is absolutely vital though that I want to support him here a hundred percent he's he's been a great supporter of the of the station anyway himself you know he's always coming here and he's always given his best and given, been able to account for what's going on and uh, if that goes past then 
the silence, you see, it's all very fine to be talking, and we we know, but when, when it's gone, it's gone, Pat, and there's no come back, and you see, so that's, I think the people of West Limerick have, have, have good hearts, you know, and they respect and they enjoy what they, what they have. If it goes, well, then it's another, we're talking about closed downs and pubs and shops and filling stations and garden stations. To be the last, if the light goes out here, Pat, you can say goodbye to West Limerick. So, folks, again, we would say to you, if you post on whatever you can afford or uh, undergo for me page as well, and we went to Raquel last Sunday to our newly acquired van, and in relation to Kilkenny, when I might have said already, they paid 80000 for a new outside broadcast unit van, so that will give you an idea of the financial situation they're in. But, and they were very kindly to give us, sell us the other one as, as a very, very reasonable figure. But we did drive that to Red Key last Sunday and we were spot on to broadcast live for the people of West Limerick and beyond the match between Limerick and Cork and sadly that was called off. And on next Sunday we are going to Red Keel again, all being well and we will be broadcasting live the Limerick v Antrim. National Football League live from Red Keel at 12.15pm on this coming Sunday and hopefully any matches within our area we will be doing them if, if uh, we're allowed to broadcast matches within our franchise area that would be so to speak from Adair back all the west and down to the Shannon as well so we're very lucky to have this match in Red Keel because it gives us full rights to go in and broadcast it on Sunday next and Liam as you know it's wonderful now that the station is so in one hand we're in the muck but on the other hand we're very much going forward with the outside broadcast unit which we have to do all kinds of matches ladies football rugby soccer you name it every event throughout West Limerick absolutely Pat and you know what I would say there to the clubs that are listening out there if they want to promote their own clubs if there are uh, men and women within their club and their teams are playing in the day if they're prepared to do a commentary for the match or, yeah. uh, to please contact the radio station I mean it's 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 all about promoting our games and particularly the, 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 all know, kinds the, of sports all kinds of sports so whatever whatever games and, and I'm sure whatever games we are broadcasting on, on a given weekend that it'll be well advertised throughout the week but if the clubs out there have a person or persons that they know to be willing to, to, to do a bit of commentary on, on a game you know we have to try and promote our games, whether it's rugby, football, or soccer, um, or GA. You know, we need to we need to try and, and, and get as many people and get it to as many people. And this this is a you know a great step forward. Tom, you might have heard me notice me saying I did. I think I did say when I was talking about Nicky Brennan and myself there on this week's Observer. He is the head of sport in Kilkenny Community Radio Station. Yeah, well, Pat, I, I, I will believe you know, you've traveled far away, you've made a huge, you put in a huge, a huge work ethic in order to reach the situation and to, and, and to keep the station on here. And to add what you're saying about the clubs and supporters, I mean, it's, it's absolutely crucial that, that, that the clubs, 
all courts, soccer, OBGR, and or athletics in particular, athletics with the new development in West Limerick now here, huge, huge development here, I mean, and uh, with running track and the facilities there, it, it has to be supported because even last weekend, that I was shocked even last weekend because uh, Barry Brown, the club that I'm associated with, I mean, had had got a huge grant from the government and, and they had the ministers down there and on opening and all weather pitch on Monday, but they don't know about it. You know, it was only a few club officials but there. I mean, and uh, that that should have been broadcast everywhere and everybody ready to come down and see the f- fantastic facility. It wouldn't have been done without the support of the Department of Sport. And well, I'm critical enough of the government now. And, 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 and like, uh, but I mean, there's a lot of work going on. But if people don't know about it, they're told no one. They, they, they didn't even tell time to volunteers yeah. in the Belly Browns and, and, and right. the clubs. The people that yeah. didn't even have the two, the, pres- the, the giant presidents, lifelong members who have worked to the bone, yeah. they weren't even met. So, like, you see, people have to wake up as well and see there's no one going to have joint, you know. You have to, you have Communication to factors can be lacking a bit nowadays with the people that they think they know, you know. Exactly. I think it's all done for Shocking. the young crowd on Facebook and you know, so forth. I mean, you know. can you imagine a PRO with club that would, that, that, that would have an event like that with you had all the ministers there? You had all the councillors there, which are rightly, they're all part of the, part of the support regime for it. You had no one there from the, you had no supporters there. You had, you had, and the two people who have spent their lives, the two presidents, weren't even invited. So that's now, it folks, you. we'll hold it there and we'll go to that break and we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 24th of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan this week, Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. So if you want to text in or phone in on any topic, 0696662000. And Mark Flatley is our famous dancer. He's here with us tonight. It was it Michael Flatley was the famous dancer? It was. And Mark is here, and we thank him for filling in there for Jason, who's gone fly high in the sky someplace. And Mark Flatley, we thank you for making yourself available tonight. And if you want to text in or call in, as I said, you know the numbers most of you anyway listening to us every Wednesday night, 069662200 or WhatsApp, whatever. And he will be waiting for your messages. Uh, septic tanks, Tom Ryan doesn't know much about septic tanks, he says. He know, knows plenty about slurry and, 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 and other leakages into his farming, drains, etc., 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 but the septic tanks, anyway, Liam Galvin, you're a man in authority in the county council. I heard 
and it was no secret, I heard it on the radio and the news and all kinds of places, that the government introduced a grant between 12 and 15,000 for installing a new biocycle septic tank system, which is, uh, has uh, these new tanks and chambers and they have electric pumps in them and so forth. They have to be emptied ever so often. They have to be inspected by the department official on a regular basis. And there was a grant of 10 to 15,000. And I know a person who was about to do one last October, September time. So when that announcement came out, they said they'd wait because it's a lot of money, like twelve to 15,000, 15,000, I believe, to put them in. And they said they'd wait, and they spoke to a member of the official in Limerick County Council, who is not directly dealing in the environmental section now, so I don't want to be unfair to anybody. But he was just a bit like ourselves. I said, he heard the announcement too. He said, yeah, you'll be as well off to wait till January now, because that's coming in in, in January, this new grant. So my person waited anywhere, Tom Ryan and Liam, till January, and then they phoned up to my county council and said, I'll call you back, we'll get someone to call you back tomorrow. And it transpired that literally 90% of the population of the country or of the county do not qualify at all for such a grant. You only qualify for the grant, even though Liam would be better up in this, but this is what I was told. And 90% you only qualify if the environmental department pick your tank and come out and condemn it. Otherwise, you do not get any grant and you're wasting your time and wasting paper. But I felt, and I've spoken to other people about it, it is like many other grants. And there was another one in one paper today, and I thought I brought the paper with me, but when I went through all my papers, here I didn't have it. One of these papers in the past day or two, it gives you all the ins and outs of this doing up the old houses, this new grant, and all the catches that are in this one. But in relation to the septic tank one, it was totally and completely misleading limbs for the ordinary people. Absolutely, uh, uh, Pat, and if the truth be told, it's still misleading. Yeah. Uh, as late as yesterday, I've a couple um, a constituents, an elderly couple, the two of them drawn the pension, a husband and wife, um, who have full planning full plan permission got to build a new septic tank, but they will not qualify for the new grant. Biocycle job again. Absolutely, to right. Just, just to let the listeners know, there was a grant there. If your septic tank was registered pre-February 2013, right, and if you were in the zones that the EPA have designated for the septic tanks, you would qualify for a grant of 5,000. The minister the other day announced that that grant was to uh, increase from 5,000 now to 12,000. So the grant has increased by 140%. But we're trying to seek clarification, Pat, if... Does that include all of the people, all of the people of, we'll just say Limerick? Our understanding is no, that the, the, the old maps, they're still operating off of the old maps. And for the listeners out there that are listening, what do the old maps mean? The EPA have drawn up a set of maps for County Limerick, where septic tanks are proven to be in, a bad, in bad condition or malfunction or whatever word you want to call, and they're next to waterways, whether it's rivers, streams, lakes, wells. And if they're next to, to any of those waterways that I'm after mentioning there, if they're malfunction, and if they're winning the maps, they will qualify. Unfortunately, this couple that I'm talking about fall outside of the maps. So now we have a pensioner couple, planning permission granted for a new septic tank, and they can't draw the grant. 
So we've tried to seek clarification from the department. To me, this grant isn't, isn't, isn't worth the paper it's written on because very few people are going to qualify for it. The only way you qualify for it then is if you're reported, right, and the council come out and inspect you. So if you're reported... Repeat that last statement. The only way you will qualify for the grant, number one, you have to fall within the maps that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But number two, if you are reported and if you if get somebody inspected... Somebody reports your tank. Yes. For example, if your septic tank is leaking into a neighbour's garden or a neighbour's well or a dike or a drain or a stream, right, and that's the only way you will qualify. You will not qualify by just sending an application for them and asking for the grant. My, that's my understanding. So, unless all this changes, Pat, it's not worth the paper and street. Now, by the way, I welcome the increase because to do the, the works that the EPA are looking for, it's costing abnormal money, which would be in the region of up to 20,000 to do these new percolation areas and these new septic tanks and biocycle units. Right, Liam, I'll hold you there, Tom. <coughs> you know anything about septic tanks now, Tom? Well, I know, I know <laughs> all about them because... Uh, and government grants. Both of you have given a very good account of the, of the grant system anyway. I find that unbelievable. Like, you, you know, that, that I work here for MAPS and DPA. Now, DPA, like, I mean, are an organisation who are, who are a safe state organisation for the protection of the environment. And in actual fact, what they're doing is they're damaging the environment. That's my protecting it. And I've had a lot of dealings with them. I'd be very well up in DPA and their workings. The actual, I mean, the situation as, as regards to peak tanks is, is a nearly natural, a national disaster because we all the time, we've been fined millions from Europe for our, under the water framework uh, legislation and European legislation. We haven't met it, we haven't met our targets, we're not meeting them. And due to the fact that I can well understand why now listening to Portier and in particularly because I, I know very well that he has a pain in his head and a pain in his hand from writing reports. You know about the actual, about the situation when he's about his grants and everything, and it's a shocking indictment that that a situation is so serious because it is very serious now, like that, uh, and we will be sanctioned by Europe. Like there's no doubt about that. They, they will be fined at the moment, but I mean the fines are astronomical, and the Sepikang situation, a lot of a lot of them are in very bad state of repair, and you know what they're giving grants for for energy conservation systems and everything like that. I mean, and then when they're, when they're talking about the RCP tanks, which are very bad, there's no doubt about that. A lot of them were poor and put into areas and ground conditions even weren't even missed, you know, like, and it's like the planning really in, in areas for planning now with flood plains and everything. And, all, and as Liam has rightly said, the legislation now coming from Europe and the directive coming from Europe on waterways, I had, I had, a visit from the from my co-op recently, and uh, like I nearly want to say, look, this auctioneer Pat, I'd be contacting you like about it because <laughs> it, the, the regulations are so severe and are so strict, and uh, that you probably can hardly walk a farm now with with uh, nitrates and waterways, and in particular my situation, which is a total disaster, with the compliments of Limerick City and County Council and the industrial risk in Raheen. I mean, and not been done about it. It's a, a shocking situation and complicated, and as Liam has rightly said, and, but I would ask you, Liam, one thing would be to 
seek clarification on that and those maps and, and the drawing up of those maps because it, it is a, it is a crucially it's a crucial item now and very important for listeners and for because everybody does, does, does have a problem. I I facilitated in my in uh, I, I have a farm in Clare and I facilitated a neighbour last year for the printed biocycle and you're rightly said this cost about thirty thousand. You know, and that's near me, and and facilitate uh, with access, like, and uh, and so, like, I mean, and, and and would you believe it? And I, I don't think even that that family got a grant. And 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 would you believe it? The people that are affected by this, right, are the elderly people again, because it's the older houses, the houses that were oh. built in the late sixties, the seventies, the eighties, yeah. and even the, even the nineties. Where they were built, the ordinary septic tank, the, 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 the block wall septic tank, and there are most of these block wall septic tanks are leaking. They're so it's the older, yeah. it's the older generation are now with the pinches. Well, the now you mentioned the drains while ago and, and the, the tanks where they come out if you're near a river and the drain, this kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's lots of underground streams as well. So a lot of tanks are near any visible drain, but yet there could be causing problems as well. Absolutely, so, but Pat, the yeah. simple way the old septic tank is causing would it be the simple way of doing this, Pat, is mm-hmm. the person that's living inside in that dwelling knows if their septic tank is working or not working. And if those people, if they come to their local authority, their local representative, say, "Look, I think I have a problem with my septic tank." Can I make an application for a grant? The answer there should be very simple, yes. Yeah, or it should be. Yeah. No, and, and, gentlemen, the answer there is not as simple, yes. Each, oh, no, no, I know that. the man in the county council told me that they wouldn't have the money to pay them if they were all... No, so, we know that. There's only but, so much money there. We, 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 we know that, but, 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 but the answer should be yes. Like ourselves. But on a national scale, you see, there's, there's, there's hundreds of millions being spent on fines. And by uh, by the national government, like and by the state, by the taxpayer, not by the government, by the taxpayer, and you know, and rightly so, because I mean, it, it is ongoing, and I'm, I and it's the one I, well, it's the one area here where councillors are really, really pressurised to try and help out their constituents. And even last week, Matt Tierney, you know, who is very familiar with the program and has been on it and has has contributed to it as well, like uh, last week, he took, he got uh, himself and 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 friends of his who are big engineering companies the Kelly Brothers there in Caracalish, they actually came to the rescue uh, last week uh, in, an em- in an emergency over near Dune, you know, over in Ula, like uh, for the, um, a, 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 a septic tank burst. And they were in, he got them in straight away, himself and his men and the, and the engineers and, the, and, and their equipment, and they were able to, within eight hours, they dissolved. So you see, there are uh, thousands of septic tanks ready to burst. And Pat, the point you have to make, Pat, is the most important point to the whole lot. The underground waterways and streams, there's nobody, you can see nothing there. The, everything is, is, the country is right for them. You know, and even people—I mean, people that are looking at foundations and digging for different areas—they're coming across them as well. Yeah. And those waterways are because, like, it's an area now where I'll be probably giving lectures in now fairly soon. I'm just waiting for my couple of final <laughs> figures to uh, let us be at my name about water and quality and pollution and all that. And uh, this is a fact: the systems and the, and the rock systems and the underground streams are contaminated by storage or of septic tanks and of industrial storage as well. And and but we are facing uh, just um, it's frightening what's coming down the track. Yeah. And there's nothing been done about it. As you say, only only obstacles be put in people's way. 
Oh, that's the story on that. Slurry uh, spreading these days, lads. What? We have uh, we had a dry spill with a wet spill, and is the slurry causing a lot of problems as well, running into drains and all kinds of things? Look, Pat, and uh, you can spread it at the moment legally, I believe. Yes, you can. It's the open season, but that doesn't say it's right to go spreading slurry. For example, if we were spreading slurry yesterday, where would it end up on the inside in the first Ike River stream? But like I firmly believe that the calendar spreading the slurry needs to be abolished, and I'm not saying that to be populist. Uh, there are weeks, dry weeks of the of the calendar year where be farmers are not yeah. allowed to spread slurry. Yeah. It does not make sense. And I was just funnily enough today, I happened to be inside in three different farmers' yards. I'm a farmer myself, but I was inside in three different farmers' yards. And I'm going to tell you this much. The three men that I was inside today are worried. They don't know when they'll be able to travel their land again. The slurry is very near in capacity. They have cattle inside in sheds. God only knows when cattle will see grass at, at the way the climate is coming. They're okay with a good day today. There's a lot of rain and giving again tomorrow. We're given a good day for Friday and there's a flood of rain again given the weekend. God only knows <laughs> when Thank, people thanks will be able to... Thanks for the weather forecast. But God only knows when people will be able to... Like, the yeah. sooner or later... And nobody wants to see slurry ended up inside the river or a dike or a stream. We have to be very careful with that. Um, but I do think it's time yeah. to abolish the calendar spread in the story and go back to the old times. And even if we had to, I'll finish up in this part, even if we had to do it the very same as we're doing, or what we were doing when we were burning the, um, the, the bushes and the rushes in the land, when we had to ring our local authority and say we have a control fire on our farm, Yes or no? And you got the answer, yes or no? I think the very similar should happen with the slurry spreading. Thomas is good landing near Limits that you wouldn't be familiar with burning rushes. Yes, Thomas, slurry. Well, Pat, the, the whole part of the visit of the co-op, and Miss Slurry as well, and uh, I have to agree with him 100% there. Uh, this calendar spreading is not working. I mean, the weather condition, the weather, it, the climate is changing. I mean, I, I have like areas like that I can't operate in for the last 12 months, never mind yeah. in the summertime. And, uh, you know, and the story has to be spread. It's a welfare issue now as well. We started houses and they, and they are full. And as I said, and the law being, you know, regularly enforced, which I think is absolutely, it's not, it doesn't make sense, certainly, in mean, all fairness. Like. And down on top of that, and down on top of that, Tom, not alone that, but these guys that have their static tanks full and the cattle inside in the sheds, what are they supposed to do with that slurry? The very minute they'll, if they, if they, if they put slurry out, for example, and I know a man that did, the day before the official open day, the inspectors were out in his yard, and that is 100% sure I can guarantee you that. He is now facing a substantial fine on his single farm payment, anything from 10% up to possibly 100%, depending on the severity of it. Regulations. Like, it, it does not make sense. Regulations will bury us. It's advertising time again, folks. We'll be back to you shortly. In the meantime, if you want to ring in or text in or any message, 0696662600. And Mark Flatley is waiting for Mr. That is 0696200. Liam, hold it there, Liam, please. Liam, 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 Liam. Uh, I will send there. Mark Flatley will take your messages. And on the panel tonight, even though you didn't nearly hear me saying it, on the panel tonight, my name is Pat O'Donovan. And Liam Galvin, County Councillor from Abbeyfield, Finnegale County Council, and the one and only Tom Ryan, who is not a County Councillor yet. So we'll go to Nadbreak and back to you shortly. Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD 
Due to our current difficult financial situation, West Limerick 102 FM are making an urgent appeal for financial donations from you, our loyal listeners. You can donate directly to the station in Sheehan's Road, Newcastle West, or donate to our GoFundMe, which can be found on our Facebook page. Without your urgent help, we may not be able to continue broadcasting and serving the community going forward. Thank you. Paddy Kennelly Cochar, Newcastle West, for all your transport needs. We provide charter bus services, local link services, bus errand services, tours, pilgrimages, and airport transfers. Contact Paddy on 086-863-0511. That's Paddy Kennelly Cochar, Newcastle West. Pay a visit to DNM Garden Centre Croke. For all your gardening needs this spring, whether you're an avid gardener or just starting out, we have the plants and advice to suit you. Open seven days a week and only 20 minutes from Limerick on the N21. Our friendly staff are ready with a warm welcome. And don't forget, if you can't physically make it out to us, we are now online. Just visit www.dnmgardencentre.ie. That's DNM Garden Centre, Croke. Grow your income and invest with SWS Forestry. Hello, Morris Tech here from SWS Forestry. Are you happy with your income from your land? If not, SWS Forestry can help. Under the new improved forestry scheme, you can now earn up to €680 per hectare without costs, hassle or income tax. And more importantly, still draw your single farm payment. I am always at the end of the phone, so give me a call if you'd like to find out more. Talk to Morris Stack today on 087-195-3383 or visit swsforestry.ie. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from the Castle West. On the panel tonight is Council Liam Galvin, the Abbey Field, Newcastle West Municipal District, Finnegan Council, and Tom Ryan. And my name is Patrick Donovan. Mark Flatley is our producer tonight. And Jason Smith has gone far away places. And we're down there watch Laurie, so we leave that. Uh, we have messages in on the computer screen, which I'll come to shortly. But in the meantime, just a quickie on the RT thing that broke out there this evening about the last over two million on Thai uh, show, the musical. And the board of RT know nothing about it. We have a board here on the radio, which we do our best to keep involved and know what's going on and get them involved, which is a difficult task in itself. But where RTE, our highfalutin people, if that's the right word to call them, they're not just the ordinary Joe Soap. They're appointed by government onto the board and yet they say they know nothing about that they didn't give permission for the Thai show musical to go ahead. It lasts. They have free uh, free rent on the building which is supplied by Tipperary County Council 
we don't have that. We, we get very little from Limerick County Council in actual fact, and we do it. Thank and appreciate Liam Galvin, who has given a donation of his own fund recently, the County Council Fund, and also a number of other councillors, and there's others that haven't given anything yet, so therefore we won't name beyond that line, but hopefully that they might come up as well. But in the case of Tipperary Midwest and those stations, they have a good pool to get advertising from. Their, their setups are absolutely state of the art, and I would hope that this station should get back up there rather than for the past, literally since the day it opened, nearly it is in debt and struggling and struggling, and you really can't go forward if your feet are stuck in the muck. So there is an all out attempt now to go one way or go the other way. Tom? Well, Pat, I have to just uh, add my support to Liam and yourself for people to support the station because, first of all, Pat, it's a wonderful uh, item to have in West Limerick. You have a community radio station, you have, you have, you have the vocal output there. You have a very, very, very brilliant staff here, like, who run brilliant programmes every day of the week, all day, and into the night. And uh, you have done a great job yourself in in supporting and, and, and directing the station. And, of course, we will have our detractors and everything else, but for to be without the support that's there, you know, is is very, very difficult. And like any business, and a lot of people like farming and our business people are all faced with big outlets, big insurances and energy costs and all that, but here you're working with volunteers. So it is absolutely vital now that I want to support him here 100%. He's, he's been a great supporter of the, of the station anyway. Himself, you know, he's always coming here and he's always given his best and given, been able to account for what's going on. And uh, if that goes past in the silence just it's all very fine to be talking and we we know but when when it's gone it's gone Pat and there's no come back and you see so that's I think the people of West Limerick have have, have good heart, you know, and their respect and they enjoy what they what they have. If it goes, well then it's another we're talking about closed downs and pubs and shops and filling stations and garden stations to be the last if the light goes out here, Pat you can say goodbye to West Limerick. So, folks, again, we would say to you, if you post on whatever you can afford or uh, on the GoFundMe page as well, and we went to Raquel last Sunday to, with our newly acquired van, and in relation to Kilkenny, when I might have said already, they paid 80000 for a new outside broadcast unit van, so that will give you an idea of the financial situation they're in. But, and they were very kindly to give us, sell us the other one as, as a very, very reasonable figure. But we did drive that to Red Key last Sunday and we were spot on to broadcast live for the people of West Limerick and beyond the match between Limerick and Cork. And sadly that was called off. And on next Sunday we are going to Red Keel again, all being well, and we will be broadcasting live the Limerick v Antrim. National Football League live from Red Keel at 12.15pm on this coming Sunday and hopefully any matches within our area we will be doing them if, if uh, we're allowed to broadcast matches within our franchise area that would be so to speak from a day or back all the west 
and down to the Shannon as well. So we're very lucky to have this match in Radkeel because it gives us full rights to go in and broadcast it on Sunday next. And Liam, as you know, it's wonderful now that the station is. So in one hand, we're in the muck, but on the other hand, we're for the bank millions, they don't worry about you, but if you own small money, they're down on top of you. You go correct, Pastor. That's a well-known. That's a, that's a cliche, but he's right. And Pat, the other thing, like, is, of course, come down to management. It came down to a few people within the, within the system in our tea. They were paid big money, Tom. Pat, we know that they were paid big money. They were paid unbelievable. But, yeah, but, but you see, Pat, look... We talk about boards, and we have spoken about about boards here. Like, I mean, it, it has been it has been an area that, that we've covered well. That the board of RT, like the first day when when the scandal broke about the about the guns on in RT, when it was proven, the first people that should be sacked were the board by the government gone out the door. The same thing should have happened to, to the boards in the banks. You see, we, we, we forget about the those boards. And a lot of the semi-state boards that are there are political appointments, people that are put in there just because of their, of, of their work ethic and, and, and their, their association with different political parties of all genres. And, uh, and with, with very little expenses and uh, some type of, of a payment system anyway. I, would, I don't think they're salaried but they're, they're, they're well compensated with, uh, with perks and money anyway. But you see that's, that, that's Ireland. That's not really, you see we can we can pick out RT. We know what happened in RT we know, but the same thing happened in the banks and the same thing happens in a lot of our semi-state operations that are, that, are, that are all there. There's nobody asking questions. There's nobody questioning. Uh, you have the top management team who, the, the top, man, the, the CEO failed to appear to answer any questions. Like, and the rest of them were only there, I mean, going through the motions. We saw the whole thing on camera and we saw the, the we saw what happened. We saw the, the irregularities that were going on. But Pat, in RT, there's great people in RT as well. And, and, and this is unfortunate to see that they have been hammered now. We have a very good journalist there. They have very good, they have very good program, programming. The management at the top, at the top level, Pat, what a disgrace and should, and should be in actual fact made accountable to the, to the taxpayer and to their bosses who are the government and who appointed them in the first place. And, but Pat, the boards in this country, in, in a lot of pub, in the public sector are an absolute disgrace. Now, uh, James Holmes, the Pat, does, does the panel agree with the Sinn Féin leader that for the year the price of houses are way too high and Sinn Féin would reduce the cost by 150000 per year? Quick answers on that now, lads, because um, the, the, the price of houses are way too high. I was only saying the other day, at, when we think back at prices in the 60s and the 70s and the way things are going up, Shortridge will cost you nearly a million for every little Mickey Mouse house. Price of everything, inflation, everything's on stone medley. Absolutely. But up, and up, and up, and up. You're after asking me for a short answer. Do I believe that Sinn Féin are going to reduce the house by 150,000? Sure, how would, anyone, how would anyone take that? Or how, how is it going to be done? The answer to it, do I believe, is no. And, and the bottom line with supply and demand, the, the, the more houses that are being, the more houses that are to be built, 
the less demand that will be there, which means the price will come down. But we have um, to be realistic. A quick comment on that one. Uh, uh, that, that, that's only a gimmick, well, a gimmick. I, I, I'm a wishing for Pat. And there's one thing, Pat, that I, I, let me elaborate on in, in my thoughts on that a little bit. Uh, the cost of housing, we spoke about the building areas and the cost of materials and the cost of labour and the, and all the added, added ons, the government situation as regards the taxes. You know, it, it, there's no doubt about it. If the, if we had a proper a proper minister for housing in this country, <coughs> things would be. And if if they if they came down to to brass tax and brass, there'd be a lot of houses built. They wouldn't be as expensive, and they'd be be streamlined enough lot more. But all that O'Brien is doing is talking and telling lies to people. That's all he's doing because he's only a bluffer. And Sinn Féin can see that, and they can come but in with a statement. Can, can we call him a bluffer or look, telling lies? Uh, 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 which which isn't nice, but that's what he is. He's a politician. Look, the reality of it all at the end of the day, this is a perfect storm. A lot of our youth left because of the economy was in crisis at the time. And still were, leaving. And still leaving. They're leaving, and let's be honest about it, they're leaving for a different... There is, we're very close to full employment in this country. Like It's not because of the employment that they're leaving. Accommodation they're leaving, and cost of living. They're leaving for a lot of different reasons. The cost of living, but let's be fair about the cost of living. The cost of living has occurred due to the various wars that are going on and and all of that. But, you know, the the perfect storm is there where the people have left and the cost of materials and the whole lot has... But I want to respond to Sinn Féin and what what has been said there. What party are responsible for the most amount of objections to housing in the state? Ask yourself that. And unless the local authorities... Unless on the board uh, planalis, you take an appeal to board planala now this very minute, and the appeal to board planala could take anything up to two years. So, for example, if a developer wants to build a housing estate and call it a social housing estate or a mixed use or whatever the case may be, before a decision is made, that it could be two years before the um, board planala. It is my opinion that board planala are not fit for purpose. And we've had court cases and different things, and, and some of their members have been brought to book there in the past couple of years it is definitely not, and we also have people just chances going around objecting here there and everywhere to get money and we, we try their objection and they'll get money and Bar Planala looking the same names going up all over the country that kind of thing it's, unless, it's not fit for purpose unless in my opinion board, yeah. unless on board Planala is going to be operated like, like the planning system that's there by the way I'm not saying the planning system is ideal it's far from it but I will say one thing there is a time frame when a planning application is lodged right is submitted that you will get a decision, whether it's positive or negative, yeah. you'll get a decision. I'm sick to the teeth of hearing people and seeing cases myself with Bor Planala, where they send out the inspector. He says he agreed with Limerick County Council, it should get planning permission. He goes back up to Dublin and they disagree with but, him and give but, a different but, time. But Pat, you send him out from the do first you think, place? Do you think it's fair for a person to object? That's not even, even in the county. Of course not. There's no question about that. No. Now so, we'll move on like here. That, those, James Holmes on board Planala has, has to be reviewed for that point. It, it, well, as I've pointed that out to you already, that, that, it, they should have a system knowing that the same people are objecting all over the countryside. James Holmes had taken the panel discussed the atrocities that have been committed by the Israelis in the war in Palestine. He quickly on that one as well. It is well discussed by everybody, literally. Look, again, uh, Pat, you know, even to watch the programmes, to watch the news, to watch the late-night programmes there and to see 
Look, I think out in Israel at the moment, uh, out in Gaza, there's 250 deaths per day since the war began. To see young children, 25,000 people, yeah. You know, and their minus, and their minus limbs, and 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 the barbaric acts that have been carried out. Yeah. Look, I really don't know what the answer to this is, but I would love to see the the the, the world leaders, and what do I mean by the world leaders? The big the the, the big boys. Stand up and say, hold on a second, what can we do here to, to, to put a halt to this? But it's simply not only much in the from our own people. If Putin was doing it, that would be all roaring and shouting. But sure, Putin is doing it. He's not Putin. doing anything like that. P- Absolutely not. You may, be, you may be certain sure he's doing things like that. Everything like that. Yeah. Isn't that on a daily basis? Well, what but he's, he's doing... But all that's wrong with Putin is... What he's Putin, doing is attacking Ukraine, but we've seen nothing like yeah, what we've seen in Kansas. Absolutely, because Putin, like Putin hasn't been as successful as the Israelis are. And that's the reality of it. Putin, what Putin, what Putin has done from day one, Pat, and let's make no mistake about it, is very, very wrong. And again, the world leaders of today to go letting happen what has happened is wrong. You know, and, and, and the man that just, you know, has texted in there or rang in there, he's quite right to ring in and ask. Of course, what, what is, what is happening? But ask ourselves in a genuine case, what can the government of the day in Ireland do? We can do very little. We can do, we can do very, very little. Africa in in, in their motion, Tom? Well, Pat, uh, I mean, from day one, this program, and I in particular, have condemned the actions of Israel here. The savagery that we've seen, we look back and we look at the Holocaust, we we, we talk about the Korean War and we talk about the, about the, the, the last war, the World War II, and what the Nazis done. I mean, this isn't on the same level. At the time, actually, we were we hadn't the communications that we have now. We didn't see it there only only we didn't see the trains going into concentration camps, but we can see the planes coming into in, into the Gaza Strip every night, bombing women, children, men, families, blown houses, blown hospitals, blown uh, apart with with the most modern munitions that are made, supplied by America, a lot of them. And it's a shock and disgrace in Israel and in the Jewish people as a whole who who, who the, the whole world took under their wing to support them when we found out or when the world found out what they had gone through through the, the concentration camps. It's a natural disgrace. And we should be calling from the highest and, and ducking and diving that, that we are trying to do, kind of half condemning them under our They should be calling for sanctions of the worst type in Israel and boycott them and isolate them and condemn them. Now, there's another message in here. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Um, I'm watching the ad break in a couple of minutes as well. Dan, uh, some Dan sent it in. When CDC is introduced and cash defunct, <coughs> how are people going to access or pay for items? You no longer have control over your own money. There's power bigger than <coughs> the Irish government pushing the digital currency. Imagine having every single item you purchase or gift to someone tracked. You won't have to imagine it because it's coming. There's no benefit to getting rid of cash. How are you going to pay for items if there's a power cut? Now that situation has arisen, that power goes down and the cash machines go down. And Liam, I think you, you said it yourself a little earlier on there, he refers to that every gift you get and everything is tracked down, which you said the, the card was very handy to hold you more than you could want to know even. You know. Let's be very clear here. The only people that's implementing the credit card and the card payment system are the youth of today that started over this. It's the youth of today. By the way, I've yet to go into a business. I've yet to go into a business that has refused cash. 
And let's be let's be fair about this. Well, no, no, we're talking about the, the card system. Yes. And there are so the county council won't take cash from you for months, years down there. There is a cash office down inside in the local authority. But they wouldn't take cash. I was no unless unless it's uh, unless it's only recently. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 24th of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan this week, Liam Galvin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, Liam. You will be cut out on air some night, Liam, because... I don't want to because you're probably saying it's facts. Which is the way he's saying it, Tom, is the question. He's not out in the JFA now. Sean O'Dea, what are the panel's view on the death of Ian Bailey? We discussed this earlier on, and some said he was discussed enough. Uh, there's a lot of paper about it. I sat down in the chair one day evening there and I was reading two pages up there on this paper, two pages, the next paper, two pages, the next paper. But I never saw in any of the papers I read that when the evidence was collected up and there was a, a top court went astray and the gate of the house was supposed to go astray and all those kind of things, a, a lot of questions were left be answered apart from who did it look, in I, relation I, to the investigation Pat, I'm a firm believer we should leave the, leave the dead rest but look the sad part about all this is today we're 28 years on right from the death of Sophie Tosk on the planet right and yet we don't know who killed the poor woman it's a right? sad reflection it's a, it's a sad reflection on the system that we have now bear mm-hmm. in mind that the, the, the French police bear in mind from what evidence that they gathered over the past 28 years, right, they found a case where Ian Bailey was guilty and they wanted to make sure they to France to charge him. <clears throat> Our government didn't do that for whatever reason, whether there was legislation that didn't allow it or what, you know, let the powers of be decide that. Was it equally, Liam, we, we've had a lot of murders over the years, many were solved over the years and many were not, but you would imagine... Tom, in a peninsula down in West Cork on a winter's night, the 23rd of December or thereabouts, with very, very few people, very small population. It was out about quite a number of miles out from Bantry. That anything moving, which would have been very, very little, that you'll imagine that was the case that should be solved. Well, Pat, you know, I'd like to, uh, what Liam said, the, the most, the biggest the tragedy here was the death of this French woman, you know, who was a visitor to the country. And uh, the, the violent death that she met is an absolute scandal. There are a good lot of unsolved murders, Pat. And this one, like, 
we uh, the whole the whole scenario as regards the the actual Garda like work in this case is now it's been rubbished like and it's a, it was an absolute disgrace the way the whole thing was handled which and they were wrong in all it, they were wrong in everything to the board they are the and there when they were investigated this murder case and you know now the French like who investigated as well they said he was guilty because everyone said he was guilty and the general, I mean, that he, he had been tormented, like, all his, but they couldn't prove it. No, they, they haven't proved he was guilty. And that's, and that's, the, 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 that's the sad thing about it. I mean, it's, it is, it's not beyond the bounds of possibilities that the person that murdered that French woman is still walking around in West Cork yep. and this and it is now they can have all the cold case revives they like and they can have all the investigation they like he's gone to he's gone to his reward and uh, he was a, a very complex individual very very violent individual as, as, as well because I mean his his partner like has said that openly like that you couldn't you know but that's not to say he wasn't proven his solicitor was very very competent and still up to the up to last night or today says that he was that he wasn't guilty and and he, he believed he was and he believed it and he he actually Pat he defended him very well he has to be complimented on his work. Uh, but the sad thing about it is the death of that of that beautiful woman, like I mean, at a very young age, this tragedy. And, and Bailey's partner, of course, even only a couple of days ago, following his death, even though she hadn't much good things to say about him, she was glad he was gone out for life and that he had uh, committed a crime of violence against her. And she still said the other night that she felt he did not do it. I have no saying that, Pat, yes. and, and, and it is a sad, it, it's a sad reflection, Pat, on our justice system, and it was very badly handled by the Gardaí, that's, that's is the action. Now, moving on down the line, Liam, <coughs> you ever find that you, you say something purposely or otherwise, you get reaction. <coughs> so I'm delighted I contradict you about the cash in Newcastle West. I got three or four messages in here. <coughs> Jim, I found the card but it's a slightly different one he, Jim says he found the card much more convenient in cash and Mike says I paid my car tax today in cash in the Newcastle West office and Michael I paid so you my, to be back I, right? I, I paid my car tax in Newcastle West and John says he also paid cash recently and, are you apologising to me Dennis to the <laughs> county council officers in Newcastle West are still taking cash now <laughs> So rolling with your cash. Believe me, I know very few people that won't accept this. <laughs> I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I got such a wonderful response. I thought we had. Well, you listen out there for a minute. So, Sean and D, we, we did that, the in Bailey situation, and somebody, oh, Dave in the shed. Dave, I'm glad you're all right because we hadn't helped you for a little while. I was quite concerned. So, I was going down that way tomorrow. I said I'd call into you to, to know if you're all right inside in the shed. Dave in the shed in Palace, Kenry, Sinn Fein, and, and or the government could bring down the cost of housing if to reduce the tax and materials. Now, that's a very valid point. We have huge costs on the diesel and the oils and on other materials as well, Liam. Absolutely, Pat. Look, the there, look, there's no point in saying if you reduce the taxes on materials, you're going to reduce the cost of building a house. Yes. But that's not the, that's not the key problem. It's the part key, of it. The, the, key problem, the key problem is, is, is the lack of labour. 
the contractors out there can't get employees unless they give them huge money. That's one significant factor. Um, and obviously, the lack of, uh, of houses that have been <coughs> built. But look, Pat, I, I, I really believe that, you know, something needs to happen with the planning system and on board Lala. If we are to get houses built at a speedy level, at a speedy rate, the current system that's there at the moment is not. Because when you have politicians, whether it's national or local politicians, objection to developments inside in the towns and the villages, we're going over. And I have to say this before we do finish up on the show. There's a group out there, Irish Water. Irish Water at the moment, the services that are there from the villages and the towns of Ireland are not fit for purpose. And, and I was talking to his latest last Friday to get a connection for... It's not a, pri it's not a private development. It's a... It's a, it's a, it's a it's a warehouse. Yeah. Irish Water are charging in the region of 80,000 to get a connection for sewer commercial. and water. For commercial uh, connection. For a commercial connection. The system, but, you but know, no, it can't go. It can't keep going. As I say, I agree with you there 100% they're leaving with Irish Water. But I'd like to clarify the situation about Bob Planala because, uh, you know, this, I, I'm in, in, in the high court with Bob Planala. At the moment, so like uh, we can all talk about uh, about everything, and we can we can actually we can we can uh, give our opinion and that and talk in bars and everywhere else. But when you have to take on the I mean, the system, well then, I'm in the high court at the moment with Bolsonaro, and yeah. Uh, so the thing about it is, I just want to clarify that here tonight because I, I mean I've said it before, but I'm saying it again. Oh, George's fact has been discussed, but in saying that as well. I, I, I'm totally opposed to this fast track system that's been imposed now, that's been uh, brought into uh, brought into being by Daryl uh, O'Brien, like as you know, as a way of getting around, giving nobody the opportunities to uh, for to have their legitimate objection to development, because it's very important that that people. You see, we mentioned while you go, and you mentioned while you go, Liam, it is important that people can object from, from, from afar for just for, for reasons of financial gain and for obstruction. But the day that you, that you, that you oppose a legitimate objection, like, then the Constitution is wrong. People have a right to object. They also, I mean, Borpinolidin must have the system in where they can recognise these spurious objections. And this is this is where you see where we've, we've got to be very careful in the planning area. We've got to be very careful in the area of media, and that's more interference by the government again, and by what you see, and by RT that they're now going to control RT because when you when you like control. The media, free speech, and all that, and f f people's <coughs> rights. Well, then we've got to be very careful where this government is going, the direction they're going. Now, just uh, just uh, for clarification, Pat, there, I never said at any stage that I say that it isn't, we shouldn't have the right object. Absolutely, the right for everyone should be the object. But I don't agree with a person living outside the county bounds or city bounds of any county or city 
should have a right to object to development. When you see what's happening above in Roscommon and Longford, for example, where there are people objecting because of wildlife and because of whatever, and they're not having no resources or no, no um, contact It's just an occupation they have. Absolutely. To me, that is fundamentally Correct. wrong. Now, John in Redfield says, do, you, do young people, do people realise that there is a chance for every car transaction? Which there is, and there's also a bank transaction down on top of that as well. There uh, is a right in this where the banks are making their millions. Yeah, yeah. Or billions now. Somebody named Thomas says, why is the idea of bypass bypass delayed to 2027? Is there a delay in the bypass? I didn't hear the bypass was to be delayed, but hmm. again, you know, something if something goes wrong, I firmly believe, and I was only down there yesterday, uh, I, I think the idea uh, bypass is moving at a pace. I think faster than a lot of people would even think. Funnily enough, I was talking to I was talking to landowner today. But and if I may say something on that idea bypass, I'm very disappointed that all the landowners haven't been financially looked after and that their financial agreements uh, all sorted before anything happened. To me, it's after what's happened down with the idea bypass is not correct. There is, I suppose, if you look at the idea bypass, and let's be clear of it, it's maybe the best lands in, not alone County Limerick, but the best lands maybe in Ireland have been taken off of the farmers there. And yet, speaking to them today, the farmers haven't been financially looked after and no agreements. And that might be the hold-up. Yeah, somebody told me that the other day, and I couldn't believe it, that they have moved in, cutting bushes and trees and, and opening the, the line, working on people's lands. They have no agreement with the landowner whatsoever on a price, and they've just moved in. What they have agreed, uh, Pat, is very simple. They have agreed on the design and the maps of, of, yes, of what's to be taken. but not with the landowner but the financial, compensation. the financial compensation that's to be given to the farmers, from what I can gather, and I was only talking to the guy this evening at 6 o'clock, Hasn't been the financial agreed. contribution that's to be given to the farmers has not been agreed, not has a penny changed hands. And I'm to right. me, that is it, not acceptable. It sounds like Russia again a bit, does it? I'm shocked, actually. I didn't know that, Liam. Yeah, I you thought know, that as well, I, yeah. I mean, the day bypass is badly wanted, and there is a doubt about the, about the, the, the completion time now, because I had it been discussed by the Minister for, actually, the Minister for Sport, uh, it was yesterday, and the, and, the, and the authority that are responsible for roads, what do they call them? The NRA. The NRA, and uh, they, they was, they're, they're putting out a kind of a doubt that, the, that it won't be completed for the Ryder Cup. Now, Ryder Cup or no Ryder Cup, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted now that you're, what you're after saying, that the, that, the, that the agreements haven't been honoured for the, for the value of the land and the people paid. And again, isn't it typical? You know, Absolutely. and and who would blame people for protesting out? Absolutely, you know, because you Absolutely. say it's going through the best. Some farms, are the best, I mean, farms in Ireland, in the world, nearly not in my Ireland. Absolutely, you know, and it's it's a shame that they, that they haven't been paid that whatever compensation they have agreed to. Pat, if I just may briefly in this, and my biggest fear is with the idea of bypass, and we're here sitting in the county town here in Newcastle West, and the next town back is 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 Abbeyfield. As sure as night follows day here, if the two other bypasses don't follow immediately, there will be carnage or mayhem in the roads. Because I see it already what's happening. You see it around around Newcastle West already. They're using the Monegay Road and they're using the Strand Road and they're using the Drumtraster Road around Abbeyfield to, to, to avoid the towns. And I'd appeal to any of the senior politicians that are listening here tonight, and I've spoken with the executive inside in the local authority, to make sure if there's a delay in any of those two bypasses that it's not on our side. Now, folks, from my part, I would like again to thank you sincerely for 
all your donations and people who have dropped money and have posted donations into the radio stations. It is very, very much appreciated. Since we started the programme tonight, that fund that we had a target of 10,000, it has gone over 3,000 since we started the programme this evening. And I really, on behalf of the radio station here and, and indeed the listeners, you yourself, to thank everybody who has donated to it and, and also sent money in here to the station. It is very much appreciated. And I think Liam is better up in that to share it or what you call all that shit. Look, spread the word. The people listening here tonight will hear us, but the people that aren't listening yeah. are as equally so as important. People who wouldn't know about it, maybe you tell them, and we're aiming to get this done by, the in, by this night week in actual fact. So, uh, again, folks, our thanks to Liam Galvin and Mark Flatley, of course, for taking time out from his work for tomorrow morning to be here late tonight for us. And thanks to Tom Ryan, the ever reliable. To Tom and I suppose you'll add to Liam there on the fundraising aspect which you've stated already uh, Yes Pat, I, w- yeah. I would appeal to people to, you know, for, to support, <coughs> support the station, they're all talking about the, about the quality of the programming and definitely in order to have it survive and have it continue and improve well then put your hand in your pocket and support West Limerick So in the meantime folks, mind yourself, keep well wrapped up because Limerick Regional Hospital said that they're going to put beds out near the gate because they have so many patients inside they can't fit them in the hospital anymore. So it's a case of wrap up, wrap up well. So until next week for me folks, take care and thank you for listening. 102 FM You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 24th of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11pm. Liam Galvin joined Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limwick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.